Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm not really into the whole, like, New Year resolution. I, like, I, I wrote a list of goals for myself and then, because I just want to, it's more just, like, so I remember to do this stuff. Like, yeah, it's a to-do list. Yeah, pretty much, like, because, <laughs> like, I've been meaning to go to the dentist for a year. That's good to do. So there you go. Yeah. This is the worst time of year, period, for me personally. It's just so depressing and shitty. So, like, why add the pressure of, like, now you have to have goals? Like, yeah. no, I don't want to have goals. I just want to lie at home under the covers and watch Netflix with my cat. That's all. That's a goal. Um, my goal is also to let's talk about cats. All right. Yeah. Cats. Let's talk about cats. All right, it's another episode of Let's Talk About Cats. I'm noted cat lady Mary Philip Sandy, and today I am here with the one and only Heidi Vanderlee. You know her. She's in a band called Early Riser, and she was the music booker on the late, great Chris Gethard show. She's also the senior publicist at Shark Party Media, and before that, she was part of the Permanent Wave Feminist DIY Collective. But most importantly, Heidi, you have two cats. I do. And their names are... Nala and Riley. We always like to start off the show by asking our guest to ease us in by introducing us to their cats in five words. So Nala is grouchy, old, bossy, lazy, and wonderful. Oh. So that's her. And then Riley is stupid. (laughs) Okay. Cute. Perpetually confused. That's two words. And that's it. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. That's fine. That's great. They seem like a very dynamic duo. All right, it's time for our cat quiz. And today, in honor of your role as senior publicist at Shark Party Media, Heidi, how much do you know about inquisitive creatures with sharp teeth that enjoy eating tuna and occasionally assaulting humans? It is the cat shark quiz. Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Okay. Now, the rules are that there's no time limit, but you can't screw around. You got to just answer the question once I say it, and there is a prize at stake. Okay. And I I don't want to cast any aspersions on previous episodes, but I think this is actually my favorite prize that we've ever had on the show. Okay. (laughs) No pressure, Heidi. Are you ready? (laughs) Yep. In 2012, a cat named Max went viral with a video in which he wore a shark costume and chased a duck while doing what? Riding a Roomba. I knew you'd know that one starting (laughs) off easy. That's right. Max, the Roomba riding cat. Rest in peace. He passed away a few years ago. Oh, funny. Okay. Number two, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Japanese trading card game has a card called Cat Shark. The card type is Monster. Its attribute is Water. From zero to 12, Heidi, what is this card's rank? I really have no idea. So this is just eight. Mm, I wish. Two. Okay. Number three. 
Cats and sharks share a unique anatomical feature that's found in many vertebrates, but not in humans. It is a thin layer of iridescent tissue located where? Over their eyes? I'll give it to you. It is behind the retina, but you got the eye. That's right. That's right. You know, we'll give you half a point. Number four. In 2015, a man walking on a beach stumbled upon an unusual and dramatic situation. He captured it on film. He photographed a bobcat dragging a four-foot-long sharp-nosed shark out of the water. In which U.S. state did this happen? New York. I'm so sorry. It was Florida. Oh, God, of course it was Florida. Right. Okay. All right, last question. It all comes down to this. Heidi, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. There is an actual family of sharks called cat sharks. It includes over 150 different species. They're all adorable. Which of the following is not a species of cat shark? Mouse cat shark, Vivaldi's cat shark, salty cat shark, or ghost cat shark? Which of those is not a real shark? Vivaldi's? I'm so sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> that is a real shark. There is a Vivaldi's cat shark. It's I'm happy that it exists. It is real. There's also a Bach cat shark. Wow. But the salty cat shark is not real. That is one that I made up. If they ever discover it, I want credit, and I want to be considered the, I don't know, the founder of the salty cat shark. As you should. Heidi, I'm so sorry. It's you did okay. not win, but you do win the prize. Oh, my God. Please tell the people you what serious? I'm handing you. <laughs> Um, this is a cat that's inside a shark, except they're both very cute, so it doesn't seem threatening. Also, it's stuffed and cuddly. And it's very soft. It's very, very There's soft. There's nothing sharp or uh, harmful in this. Undercover squishables. Oh, my sister had a squishable that I used to steal when I was a kid, and oh. I was the older one, so that was not... I had no excuse. Now you have one of your own. Oh, my goodness. Thank so you. So it's a gift for your sister Thank as well. you so much. No, she can't have it. She can't have it. <laughs> It's time for a new segment that we call O for sharing because we really like puns. It's like oversharing. Get it? Okay. So people love to share things about their cats on social media. I do. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes people will share too much and also not enough. All right? And that is the case with a tweet that we are going to be discussing today. Okay. It comes from someone named Alyssa. I'm going to read it out to you. Here's what she said. Baked as hell and can't stop laughing about the time that my cat brought a live squirrel in the house and we couldn't find it until 2 a.m. when we heard my mom scream bloody murder because it jumped on her in her sleep. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to unpack yeah. in this tweet. Yeah. I have questions. Do you have questions? I have a lot of questions. What, is, what are your questions? I just, first of all, poor squirrel. Right. Um, <laughs> poor mom? Yeah, definitely poor mom. Um, also wonder where this person was located because I have a lot of opinions on indoor-outdoor cats. Uh-huh. Or the cat could have gotten out. It could, cats you know? can be sneaky, though. You know what? I don't blame anyone for getting high. That's cool. We live in a tough time. But, like, I probably should have dealt with that situation sooner. Well, that's my question is when did this ordeal begin? Mm -hmm. Like, did the cat bring it in at, like, noon? And then what was the cat doing between that time and 2 a.m. when the squirrel resurfaced in the bed? Like not successfully hunting, that's for one thing. Clearly, it's a gatherer but not a hunter. I also feel like squirrels are generally not known to be like quiet, reserved creatures. So yeah. what was it doing? I don't know. Was it playing dead? This is the other thing, actually. What kind of squirrel was it? Mm. Right? Like the ones we have here in New York in the city parks, you see them. Like they're, yeah, they're, they're big. They're big. Is it your, could be almost as big as your cat. It could be. I mean, does your cat have super 
feline jaw strength. I have a th- another theory that this woman doesn't know what a squirrel looks like. Was it even a squirrel? Yeah, it could have been like a chipmunk. When I was growing up, my dad always used to complain, we don't have any chipmunks because of the cats. And I was like, dad, since when do you really value the lives of chipmunks? But whatever. What I'm saying is it's much easier for a cat to catch a chipmunk. Yes, they're smaller and I think they're less smart. I don't have anything to base that on, but I mm-hmm. feel like chipmunks are a little dumber. Yeah. I would love to hear about this story from Alyssa's mom's perspective. My daughter is the worst. Why does she live with me? Yeah. And then how did the squirrel ultimately get out of the house? That's what, to me, is really missing from this. There's no follow-up. I think the biggest crime here is not letting us know what happened. Exactly. Well, Alyssa, thanks, I guess, for for sharing. But you got to share more. Um, And if anybody out there sees a post on social media about something a cat has done that you think needs to be unpacked or investigated further without actually doing any work, um, please let us know. You can tag us. We're at LTACpod on all social platforms. Bring it to our attention and we'll see what we can do. Uh, We will not make any effort, but we will sit here and talk about it for sure. Thank you, Heidi. No problem. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, now the real reason we are here, Heidi Vanderlee, let's talk about your cats. Awesome. How did you meet Nala and Riley? So Nala belonged to my friend's half-brother. Okay. Um, (laughs) So Nala's 19 years old. She's been around for a minute. There are probably people listening to this podcast who are younger than your cat. Which is wild. Um, So she was given to my friend's half-brother as a present when she was a kitten, and he was a frat boy in Florida, which is just confusing. This is the story I've been told. Like, her whole story is sort of fuzzy. And then um, he had become engaged to a woman who was allergic to cats, although she was still living with them, so she can't have been – whatever. That's my own – judgment but um we've talked about that on the show before about people uh, giving up pets for significant others and how shitty that is yeah but if they hadn't i wouldn't have her so right that's true that's true so basically i remember at the time i wasn't in a particularly responsible period in my life and i was just like i want a cat heard maine coons are kind of like dogs i never had a cat before i just knew i couldn't have a grown up with them we had cats but my family didn't really know what to do with them what do you mean they weren't a beloved member of the family the way the dog was but um i basically wanted to get an animal and knew that I couldn't get a dog. So I heard that Maine Coons were very dog-like. And uh, my friend was like, you know, my half-brother is actually like trying to adopt out his cat Nala. And I was like, how old is she? And he was like, oh, she's like five, six or something, you know. And then I went over and met her. And I was like, this is the best cat. 
okay, yes, I'll take her. And they like put me in a taxi with her carrier, like food, litter box. They were just like, here are all the things you need to have a cat. Goodbye. Thank you. You know, and I brought her home. And then I like got her vet records from her old vet on Long Island. And she was nine. (laughs) She was nine years old or maybe 10. So you got catfished by your cat. Yeah. She was much older than I thought she was. And that's how I met her. And I've had her since I had no business owning any animals. So Riley, I got about three years ago um, because I have good friends who had a baby. And the one woman had had her two cats, Riley and Murphy, since they were kittens. And Riley is a Maine Coon mix. So he's like got all the coloring and stuff, but his hair is a little shorter. And I guess when they had a baby, they thought that the cats would adjust to it okay. But when the baby was born, he just like short circuited. He like pooped in the baby's room. He like swatted at the baby. Like he was just doing all this stuff. And like knowing him now, he just didn't know what was going on. You know, my friends were going out of their minds. Like we have two cats and one of them keeps pooping and there's a new baby and we're in an apartment. Like, oh my God, I need to find a home for this cat. And so I said, all right. It was really like a snap decision. Like I didn't think about it that much. I just liked him. And he looks like Nala. So I was like, sure, (laughs) they look the same. They'll get along fine. They did not get along fine at all. And he was used to being hunted because he was like the submissive cat in the other house. Right. Um, Intercat dynamics are fascinating. So he acted like prey. And Nala, who had up until this moment been nothing but the sweetest cat in the entire world, turned into this furious hunter. (gasps) And just started hunting him all over the house, hunting, screaming, like fur flying around, just everyone. I cried all the time. I was just like, I've ruined my cat's latest years. This I have to give him back. I don't know what to do. It was awful for like months. I was just freaking out. And now they just they just ignore each other most of the time. I feel like that's often what happens when when you introduce a new cat. I know you probably know about Jackson Galaxy. Yes. Um, so and I watched all those like how to introduce your cat videos afterwards. And I was like, oh, I have messed up. Yeah. Like, you know, like I saw all the things I did wrong. We're all trying our best. Heidi. Yeah. Now, you've been involved in music in lots of different ways Mm -hmm. for most of your career, right? You were a booker, publicist, you've been in bands. Um, Do your cats listen to music with you? Does their taste influence yours? Like if you are listening to a record from a new band, are you checking to see how they like it? They generally... I think this might... Nala might be going a little bit deaf, so I don't think that she really... Aren't we all? Yeah. Well, no, really. But both of them tend to not really react. Like, I'll listen to, like, Van Halen, and they'll just be like, hmm. Like, they don't care. But what they do not like, I play the cello. They yes. do not like my cello. Well, that was my next question. I was actually going to ask, do they do they like the vibe? Because the vibrations of a cello, you'd think, would be very appealing to them. They do not like it, I think, because it is an object that is larger than them. Oh. That they are not used to seeing. Um, they do not like it. I actually have a video of Nala, like, I'm playing, and my bow is going back and forth, and Nala is, like, chasing my bow. I, I guess it could it, – the bow does kind of look like a goes, cat yeah. toy when mm-hmm. it moves. It does. But I looked this up, actually. The cello in standard tuning, the C string, vibrates at, like, 65 hertz. I didn't even know that. And a cat purrs at around 25 to 50 Ooh. hertz. So it's, like, it's close. And so then if you drop that down, right, if you turn tune it down to B, B flat, you'd probably be a little bit closer. So I was thinking that they would be snuggling up and be like, maybe it's my mom. Um, but I could also see that, you know, it's something that you're paying attention to that is not them. Not them. Yes. Yeah. They don't like that. Now, Maine Coons, they're very vocal cats. Do they sing with you? No. 
Well, Riley does one thing. Um, he I, he doesn't sing with me, but if I'm talking on the phone, he thinks that's about him, and he wait. Com- he thinks you're talking about him. He just thinks that he's involved somehow. Oh, okay. So like, I actually have a picture of him laying dramatically on the floor yesterday because like, because sometimes I'll talk to my therapist on the phone or I'll talk to like my friends on the phone, and he'll come in the room and just start talking. Oh, I guess I don't talk out loud that much when I'm alone. That's probably good. And now that I'm doing it you think this is about you so he comes in and talks he just wants to join the conversation it's pretty funny maybe he wants uh maybe he wants to make a solo record yeah maybe that's what he's trying to tell you just not not a cello record your band is called early riser this is the band in which you play cello are you an early riser in real life and is that because your cats want breakfast because that is my life (laughs) (laughs) um i no i'm not and i like I go through periods where I will wake up at, at a time that I consider to be early. Like, if I wake up before 8 a.m., I'm very proud of myself. Oh, so not a morning person at all. No. So your band's name is a lie. Yeah. Okay. But um, my cats, because they're older, they definitely let me know that they want breakfast, but they're easily ignored. Yeah, see, Grendel is, Grendel is young and full of vim and vigor, and she is not ignorable. I mean, she yeah. will... Uh, her techniques include ear licking, oh, uh, nose worst. batting. Uh, pillow climbing she'll chew like right nibble right along the hairline which is really creepy um you've been involved in so many interesting creative things from so many different angles right like you've been on stages you've been behind stages you've been responsible for making things happen and I love people like that your name isn't always the one in lights but you're the one who's getting shit done (laughs) right and yeah wrangling creative people for a living however can be very challenging. <laughs> Have you learned anything in your experience wrangling challenging cats that you have been able to apply in your career wrangling creative people? Oh, yeah, absolutely. People, Tell us about that. People have personalities, and they are only capable of what their personalities dictate. Like, I can't expect Riley not to lick plastic every time there's plastic around. Okay. Like, that's just a thing he does. Okay, sure. And I can't expect someone to not be nervous about their creative endeavors, you know? And, like, I can't expect someone to have zero ego about their project. Being an artist myself, I understand. Like, sure. I didn't do the PR for my own album. I would have died. Yeah. Like, yeah. I would crawl in a hole and right. not been able to talk to anyone. So I understand that, like, there are certain personality traits and truths that are always going to be there. And there's really no point in trying to change them change artists from what they are because that's who they are it's made me better at picking who to work with I'm way less emotional in my job than I ever was before because like I just want to help people and I know that usually whatever emotions are happening have nothing to do with me Mm. um and with my cats Riley's always going to lick plastic I'll take the plastic away from him sometimes but if I leave plastic out he's going to lick it Uh uh-huh any any kind of plastic just um plastic bags yeah my late cat Buckley uh, was a tape licker God. Adhesive tape. If you, you know, if you get a box in the mail and it has tape around it, you we had that? to, he would like, <laughs> and in the night you'd hear this like crinkly, crinkly, <laughs> and you'd have to get up and go take the tape off the box. Yeah. But again, you're right. I mean, it was not something that we could change about Buckley. Yeah. For his own good, we had to manage it in a way that would keep him safe, but it wasn't something that we could drill out of him no matter how many times we tried there's also literally nothing that any of my clients does that's as annoying as my cat licking plastic well there you go that's good to know so that's a good benchmark right where it's like if if someone's having a meltdown you can be like you know what you suck right now but at least you're not licking plastic he also has recently started ripping on my weighted blanket oh no i am i've wanted a weighted blanket and do you know the thing that has been stopping me Mm. is grendel's 
sharp little claws. I just don't know what she would do with it. Those things can be expensive. I told him, because he's a cat and he understands English, I, t- I told him, this blanket cost like $150. You were free. You need to think about your value around here. You know, I said to my cat, who definitely understands what I'm saying, he knows he did something wrong. Like, he'll jump three feet in no, the air. No, they always know. He yeah. knows. And then I, like, walk away in half an hour. He's doing Back at it. Just Back at it again. again with the weighted blanket. You said earlier something really interesting about wanting, just wanting to help people. Have you always been someone who feels like a helper or a caretaker? No, absolutely not. Like, really no. Um, Like, and honestly, if I'm going to be totally honest, like, I'm still essentially a pretty selfish person. But as I've gotten older and, like, done more, like, self-improvement, you know, I've really found the value in looking after other people and things. Because, you know, honestly, like, I get pretty bored with myself pretty quick. And with Nala, when the vet said to me, like, Okay, so she has, you know, end stage kidney failure. If you want her to stick around, she's going to have to get these sub Q fluids every day, which involves mm-hmm. stick, literally sticking a needle in her skin every day and giving her like IV fluids. And I was just like, oh, no, obviously. Why wouldn't I do that? I think just because she has been in my life through a lot, you know, it does limit stuff. Like I can't leave town without planning ahead, really, because like it has to, someone has to stay with her who can take care of her special needs and it's oftentimes not super cheap and um in reality it really has limited me in terms of just like i can't just like pick up and leave right ever ever. and i resent them occasionally but like i don't know it just it just didn't really seem like a choice to me it was just like no obviously i will take care of this animal that i promised to take care of it's a commitment yeah it's a commitment and love is a commitment yeah i do love her do you have older people in your life you know I do. I have my both my grandparents on my mom's side um, are still alive. And as I've gotten older, I've always really appreciated the older people in my life because I just think they know way more than everyone else. <laughs> like, no, I, I really do. I'm, but like my grandparents on my dad's side uh, are both dead, but they were super, super important to me. So do you feel that the way you are caring for Nala is shaping the way you think about the experience of your grandparents, even your parents aging? Yeah, I think so. I've been trying to like like my parents and I get along better than we ever did. You know, they're bonkers. Everyone's parents are bonkers. Of course. But but yeah, it does make me appreciate folks that are older. I mean, like, then like you saw so much shit and you've gone through so many things that I will never really know about. Like, I just I, I, I just really appreciate people who can tell me what it was like. That's a really great perspective. There's so much fear, I think, around aging and so much of it has to do with health. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Both of my parents had uh, really scary health situations in the past couple of years. And I think I had never really been worried about that sort of thing until that happened. You know, and and I had lost my cat Milo and it was just sort of all of those things together. It would just sort of like crash lands on you. And then it's like, oh, the future is actually scary and terrible. Um, But but I, I like that, this idea that there is all that love in the caretaking and the the process of spending time with people as they get older that that's what the value really is yeah um, and that's what the the whole point of it is and I need to I need to be better about 
trying to focus on that instead of just doing what I normally do, which is just panicking about all the bad <laughs> stuff that could possibly happen someday. I mean, I look at Grendel and I think, oh no, what if something happens to her? She's yeah. four. She's, She's four. four. <laughs> you know, and she has pet insurance. Thank God. Yeah. But, you know, it is so easy to get caught up in that fear and the worry when what really matters is spending the time with the people when you can. Yep. And I know we were talking about not making resolutions, and I'm not going to start right now, but I'm going to put that, let's say, on my to-do list. Yeah. I'd, I'd call it, that's, for me, it's a practical thing. Like, don't forget to do this this year, you dummy. Yeah. It's pretty like, don't forget to do it this year, you dummy. I never, ever, ever thought that I would really be a person who would be the caretaker in my family or really in any situation. But like you mentioned health scares. Like, my dad did have a pretty big one this year. He's uh, seven, either 74 or 75. I'm sorry, dad. He'd been losing his hearing and he would just like answer people as if he'd heard what they said and then make no sense. And we were just like, dad, like you cannot. Okay. You know, <laughs> like, and eventually he's stubborn. So he eventually got hearing aids, oh, yes. but he still couldn't hear out of his one ear very well. And, it, and he finally just went to the doctor and they were like, let's do like a CT scan to see what's going on. Turned out he had an aneurysm right behind his ear, like an unburst aneurysm, you know, and my mom who, God bless her, my mom's way of dealing is basically just freaking out. Like she just doesn't like, I love you, mom, if you happen to listen to this, but like, <laughs> and like my dad's just trying to downplay it. He's like, it's not a big deal. We'll just get it done. Like it's pretty, it's a, it is a routine procedure. Apparently there are certain surgeons who do this all the time. It's not a big deal. It is still is like, it's your brain it's still your brain it's your brain it's around your brain that's a big deal it's still i know my dad's like it's not a big deal it's whatever 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 and i was like all right i know what's gonna happen they're gonna go up there and my mom is gonna be alone and she's going to lose her damn mind so i'm gonna go with them even though like me like even five years ago would be like no absolutely not this is gonna be the worst but i was like you know what i have a job where i can work from anywhere i'm just gonna go so i did and um you got a cat sitter I did. <laughs> you had to take care of the cat. I got Stacy, my amazing cat sitter. But like, it's not something that I would have thought to do before because I would have just been like, no, I am much too busy, you know, or, or they'll be fine. They're adults. And like, they would no. my mom needed support. Yeah, they needed. She needed some support. She just needed someone to talk to her. Like while we were waiting for hours and hours because hospitals never you do anything. You, wait. you know, and I did lose my patience a few times. Like I definitely was like, oh, my God, mom, if you ask me that question one more time, yeah. I'm going to freak yeah. out. Mm hmm. But, you know, I think being there was helpful. Do you credit your cats with helping bring about this evolution in your personality? There are a few factors. Just like full disclosure, like I'm in recovery and I've been in it for about seven years. So that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yeah. And congratulations. I, but I, thanks. But like, you know, the reality of having older cats is that you have to do stuff all the time that you don't want to do. Right. Like every day. <laughs> I, I mean, like, do I want to stick a needle in my cat every day? No. Do I want to buy her prescription food? No, it's expensive. It's like 50 bucks a case. It's nuts. Did I want to take Riley to the emergency vet when he couldn't poop a month ago? <sighs> oh, no. He was just walking around the house kind of looking like his pants were falling down going. Rawr, rawr, rawr. And I was like, something is wrong with you. And did I want to pick up my cat and look at his butthole? Nope. I did, though. And he looks upset. You know, I barely remember to take my own meds every day. So it's like, but by doing that stuff for them, it also reminds me to take care of myself because if I'm not around, then then I'm not around to take care of them. Today, we're sending a shout out to Nilla in Brooklyn. Nilla, thank you for listening. Your family wants you to know that you are a very good boy. Co-sign that. 
Um, and you can send us a shout out for your cat or any cat you admire. Really, you can just email us at shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Tell us uh, the cat's name, uh, where they live, and any message you'd like us to include. We are here to boost cats' egos. Uh, not that they need it, but we are here for that. Uh, so shouts at letstalkaboutcats.com. Heidi Vanderlee. Thank you for talking about cats with us today. This has been delightful. Thank you for having me. How can people keep up with you and your doings on the internet if they would like to do so? Um, if you're interested in cat content, uh, follow me on Instagram. If you're interested, in, if you're yeah. listening to the cat podcast and you're interested in cat <laughs> I keep content. keep forgetting this is like, a, well, I'm just not used to people caring as much as. <laughs> oh, I care. Oh, I care a lot. Uh, my, it's just Heidi Vanderly on Instagram and Twitter. And then um, if you like cat merch, my band, uh, we're earlyrisermusic.com. We have a t-shirt that is a purple t-shirt with a cat pentagram. I will say this also. Heidi's band is very good. I really enjoy it. And I think also, I meant to say this earlier, playing the cello in a band is one of the most punk rock things I think anyone <laughs> could do. Thank you, Heidi Vanderly. Uh, and of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever else you find podcasts, uh, you know, on the street, behind the corner. Oh, also, if you like interesting cat news, extra cat discourse, exclusive photos of Grendel, you should go to letstalkaboutcats.com and sign up for our newsletter, which currently just comes out once a month, so we don't clog up your inbox. It's free. It's fun. You should do it. This episode was recorded at the Brain Machine Network HQ by Leif Enochson. Brain Machine Network brings you great podcasts like The Boss Cast, hosted by our friend John Murray. Heidi and I were both on that. You should definitely go and listen to our episodes and the rest of the show. It's a really good show. I enjoy it a lot. So you should go to brainmachinenetwork.com, check them all out, and thank you to Leif for making today's conversation possible. I'm Mary Philip Sandy. My cat is Grendel. Our producer is the easy breezy Lizzie Jacobs. Our theme song is by Poingley with additional music by The English Muffins. Our show logo was created by Julia Emiliani. That's all for now, and we'll be back next week to talk to you more about cats. Bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.